Hello, and welcome to Star Wars Sleepover, a laid-back exploration of the captivating and sometimes ridiculous galaxy far, far away. I'm Europa Tokani, and as always, I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Lawyer Rowan, and today we're here to bask in the glory and the charm that is the relationship between Han Solo and Leia Organa. I'm just here to have a wonderful time because... This is a relationship that both of us really enjoy. I will forever associate it with you, Europa, because I know this is pretty meaningful to you. And I'm just really looking forward to not ranting for an hour. So, yeah, let's do this. Okay, well, it's time once again for Cantina Corner, where each episode, Loya and I each choose the Star Wars themed cocktail to enjoy during our sleepover. So this week to match the episode's theme, I chose the Princess Leia, which was created at King's Doral, which looks to be a bowling alley in Florida, (laughs) the Miami area to be specific. And actually I realized after I had chosen it that I couldn't actually find the recipe for it. I, it just listed the ingredients. So I kind of winged it a little bit, but it is extremely similar to the Qui-Gon gin tonic that I made a few episodes ago. So it is gin, elderflower liqueur. I added just a splash of San Pellegrino. I guess I was being fancy this week because I had San Pellegrino available and nice some muddled berries. So I think it'll be good because I do like gin and elderflower liqueur. And as I said, it's pretty much just a twist on the Qui-Gon gin tonic, which I liked. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and try it. It's good. I'm not getting too much of the berries. Maybe if I let them steep for a little bit longer, I'll get more of the berry taste, but I probably will also just eat them. Once I'm done with the drink. (laughs) What berries did you use? Just strawberries and blueberries. Okay. Nice. So I made Greedo's Last Drink, which is available on Sugar Spun Run. And I probably shouldn't even mention the fact that I used this as an inspiration because I didn't really follow it at all. It's like one of those recipes on Food Network where they're like, we tried this and we made this many amendments. It's delicious because it is it calls for Midori whiskey, sour mix, and then Sprite or 7-Up. I did not have Midori. However, I had chartreuse and those are not the same. No. <laughs> so and I also eyeballed it. And what ended up happening was I poured in like a ton of chartreuse and then a lot of whiskey. And then I just kind of like put some squirt on top. Just not the proportions that the post recommends. So it doesn't taste or look anything like I'm sure it's supposed to. However, for the pictures, I put it in front of a green light. And so it made it look like it was actually kind of similar to the drink. Because it's supposed to be this kind of like really cool lime color. And mine is just... Uh, I don't know. Some sort of like mustardy yellow color, mostly because it contains just mostly whiskey. I did try it a little bit beforehand too because I wanted to see how off I was, and I was I was off by a lot. So it ends up tasting, ends up tasting very strongly of chartreuse, which obviously is not the intention, considering the recipe does not have chartreuse in it. 
it could probably use a little bit more sour mix. And I apologize to Sugar Spun Run because I did not do this drink justice. Your drink sounds like it would be much tastier. So, cheers. Cheers. And now it is time for the mouse droid segments. So I was listening to our podcast from last week about Obi-Wan and Satine's relationship. And I realized that my summaries and some of my comments were inaccurate. So I have to apologize because I had said you had mentioned that there was a rumor about the tribe in the Mandalorian being part of Death Watch. And I said, yeah, there's something can- uh, canonical about that. Like, you know, that's definitely the case. That's not definitely the case. It's not canon. It is. Ru- there are rumors. But and I mean, we'll see with the season two of the Mandalorian coming up. But as of right now, there is nothing canonical about the tribe being an offshoot of Death Watch. That's one. And two, I screwed up the timeline for my summary about Darth Maul. I had said that he tries to start his crime syndicate and recruits the Pikes, the Black Suns, and the Huts, and then gets Hondo involved. In actuality, it was the reverse. They got Hondo involved first. He managed to throw him off, and then the crimes and crime families come in when Death Watch gets involved. So, sorry about that, guys. That's it. Those okay. are my two from why right. we listening last week's episode. Okay, so I don't have much for the Mousteroid segment this week. I just wanted to mention that I finished Vader Immortal, and it was awesome. I would definitely oh recommend it if you have PSVR or if you have Oculus. In which case, you would have been able to get it a long time ago. But it was so worth it. I really, really enjoyed it. It had so many just interesting aspects story-wise. And the gameplay was really cool. And I was convinced that my husband was going to hear me when I was finishing it up last week. Because he was upstairs and I was downstairs playing the game. And I was getting so angry and just so into it and we started like talking to the characters in the game and to Darth Vader and at one point I was just yelling leave Padme alone (laughs) over and over. Oh my gosh I love that. I was so invested and just so like I was so upset about how selfish Darth Vader is. It was very intense, but yeah, definitely I would say if you are a Star Wars fan at all, it is so worth getting and just I don't know what else to say other than that I definitely recommend it. Man, now I really, I mean... As I said last time, I would love to have a VR setup. We do have a PlayStation, which we got for our wedding. Maybe once we get rid of the futon, we can set it up. So we just need a friend to move so we can give them the futon and get rid of it. It's a decent futon. Maybe that'll be my goal, is to just, like, pressure Darth Brooks's friends into moving so I can give him a futon, and then we can set up a PlayStation VR. That'd be cool. So two years from now... Season three 
I vow, actually it'll probably be season four. Season four, I vow to have a PlayStation VR set up. You can hold me to it. By which point so. there will be a PlayStation 5. Whoa, that's crazy. Like pretty soon, actually. All right, Leia, let's dive in. So yes. we're going to be talking this episode about Han and Leia. And as Leia mentioned in the intro, I love them so much. Probably of all fiction in general, they're my favorite couple. And this is actually not like an early development in my Star Wars fandom because Mm -hmm. when I first watched the movies as a kid, like I could not have cared less about anything romantic that was happening in these movies. I don't think I got it. I don't think I Mm -hmm. thought about it at all. I was just like, oh, this happened. Okay. So then I watched the movies as an adult after not having watched them in a while. And all of a sudden I was just like, oh my God, what is going on? And just was beyond on board for it. I think they just have such good chemistry together and have just such a good dynamic. And I absolutely love them together. However, I do feel like when I was a kid, I also had somewhat of a gap between when I watched A New Hope and when I watched the other two movies. And I don't know why that was, but I remember thinking that Luke was going to get together with Leia because (laughs) obviously like he was the main character and he was the hero and she was the female main character and as a child that grew up watching Disney movies, like that's just what happens. So it's really funny for me to think about that and think about how that mirrors what must've been the experience for people who saw the original trilogy when it first came Mm -hmm. out and didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. I feel like mine I've had thinking about this. I, I had similar experiences. Like I just remember being confused about it all. For some reason. And I do remember a gap as well. And I don't, I think I just dismissed Luke as a, even as a kid. Like I didn't dislike him. He just like seemed silly to me, I guess. I don't know. Because I remember like what I associate with my like earlier memories of watching this is kind of like this like disappointment that they were going to end up together. <laughs> like, I don't know if that was like the product of the gap as well or whatever it was. And then I just, the whole scene where Luke is revealing the fact that like they're siblings. I I just remember that being very, very confusing as a child because they kiss. Well, yeah. Don't kiss, good like, yeah. And I was just like, wait, what? Um, cause like, yeah, it just seemed like kind of inevitable that they were going to get together. I like didn't pay attention to the rest of it. And then I didn't, I was just confused and kind of, yeah, bewildered by the whole experience of the romance as a child. And then similar to you, actually it was probably after we had talked, rewatching as an adult, I realized that like, yeah, this relationship is amazing and they're fantastic. I am trying to think. Because they're not at the top of my list for fictional relationships, but I really can't think of anyone who, like, is above them at this point. And also, based on what we've talked about, about my taste, it's 
probably not going to be a good one. I'm like, Beauty and the Beast? No, that's terrible. Terrible. Up there on my list, too. So whatever that says about both of us. But, yeah, as a kid, I I didn't really actively dislike Luke. Like, I kind of just accepted him as being the main character, I think. And I don't, I think I disliked Han. Like, I think I was like, oh, Han's a jerk, and he's like a jerk to Luke all the time, and he shouldn't be that way. I remember thinking that he was a jerk to Luke, too, which is so weird looking back, because he's not that bad. No, and And Luke is just so annoying. (laughs) He's so petulant. Like, so if you were Han, like, you would feel the same way if you had to have this teenager, essentially, just, like, tagging along with you, just saying whiny things. The gap, again, in the experience, like, it was interesting watching the scenes, because, like, you could see how this set the stage for Anakin and Padme a little bit. Like, I kept seeing, like, elements, like, the transitions, and how, like, they worked in the original trilogy, and then they were just, like, super awkward in the prequels. And I could kind of see, like, the kernel of this, like, fantastic thing just being totally abused in the prequels. Because if you think about the dynamic, like, granted, Luke and Leia are a little bit different because they're siblings, but, like, Luke is so immature, and Leia is so mature, it kind Mm -hmm. of mirrors Anakin and Padme, like, the difference there. It was... That was really interesting to me watching, rewatching the trilogy in pre- preparation for this. I was like, oh, wow, this actually works because it's good, <laughs> as opposed to the prequels where it was just terrible. So the other thing that we definitely have to talk about before we get into the movies themselves is just how unfathomably attractive Harrison Ford is in these movies, which, again, I didn't realize as a child, but... It's unfair is what it is. I mean, to me, he is definitely evocative of Cary Grant. I was just talking to a coworker about this, where Cary Grant is fantastic in drama, but he doesn't really take himself that seriously. And so, like, he's also really good at, like, these, like, almost humorous scenes. And he's also really good at the, about the banter. And so Harrison Ford is, like, a more rugged version of Cary Grant to me. Yeah, and I mean, Harrison Ford is just attractive in general, but I think I just didn't totally understand the character of Han Solo when I was a kid, and I do now, and Mm -hmm. that is also something that makes him just so attractive, (laughs) to me at least, is that he portrays himself in this way where he's, you know, he has this swagger, he's always acting like he's really confident and he doesn't care about anything but he actually does Mm -hmm. and that is one thing that I really liked about Solo is that conversation that he has with Kira where she says something like oh I know what you really are and he's like what and she says you're a good you're a good guy or something like that and he's just like oh no but it's true And he actually is, like, really goofy and dorky when it comes down to it. And that's something that I, for whatever reason, am always drawn to. is like, somebody who acts overly confident, but they're really just, like, this goofy person. 
Yeah. I also love the fact that he makes mistakes all the time and he just rolls with it. Like that is its own form of competence as well, right? <laughs> I know like, competence is number one on the <laughs> attractive scale for you. <laughs> Having just talked about the Mandalorian being super competent. So yeah, I mean, Han makes mistakes and you know, he's constantly trying to <laughs> to get the Millennium Falcon to go into hyperdrive. Drive. But yeah, I do appreciate the fact that like he continues to just be like he's like it's not my fault he's just so charming and it's it's yeah. i'm glad you mentioned solo because i do feel like the actor for that he does not do it for me like to me he does not have harrison ford's charm or his kind <laughs> of like, harrison charm harrison charm he doesn't have that element that i'm looking for and so he was actually moderately annoying to me in solo yeah because... well, i mean i think the thing is like it seems so effortless yes when harrison ford does it Whereas Solo is kind of just by nature has to be an imitation of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that is the limitation of having a prequel among the, you know, the issues that prequels tend to have, which is just like someone does something and all of a sudden they've adopted this characteristic for the entirety of their lives. Like, you know, the beginning scene of Indiana Jones and Last Crusade where like, he picked up that fedora when he was 13 and he's worn it ever since. Like you don't think at some point he would change his mind. He does look fantastic in the fedora. Um, I forget where I was going with this. <laughs> My rants about prequel. Well, no rant, no ranting. Um, oh, we were talking about like that. Yeah. Ineffable characteristic that makes Harrison Ford so good is like, yeah, he doesn't try or it doesn't seem like he's trying. And then I feel like it's also like, it's a fine line. Like, you know, you get that confidence and that swagger, but you can't be too confident and too much swagger because I'm just done with you. Right. But he also shows vulnerability. Yes. And the lines are so good. The dialogue is so I know, it's so, so good. Solid. When I was prepping this outline, I was like, I just want to put all of it in here because it's all so good. Yes. And it's, 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 it's nuanced. Like, it's not like... The prequels where it's just like beating you over the head, sand, sand. And again, speaking of that little kernel, right? Like I had forgotten that conversation, which we'll get to about Leia's hands being dirty, but it kind of like, I could see how that kind of created the whole sand dialogue. Cause yeah, it's dirt leads to sand, but dirt is subtle and nuanced and charming and sand is not. So it's coarse and rough. <laughs> Not like you. <laughs> Anyways. Well, uh, I think it's safe to say that we are both big fans of this relationship and yes. of Harrison Ford and the, of Carrie Fisher as well. And they're both just like beautiful together and mm-hmm. so good. So I'm excited to get into some more details. Yes. I also have a... Um, devil's advocate article that i found where it was similar in the vein of like why anakin and padme's relationship doesn't work and i found the same source i'm pretty sure it was screen rant i found an article that said 20 things that make no sense about han and leia's relationship 
But whereas I completely agreed with most of what was on Padme's and Anakin's one, I strongly disagree with almost all of these points. So if we so, need... So, yeah, I mean, if yeah. you want to, like, work those in as we yes. discuss, I'm curious to hear what they are because I feel like I would disagree, but I just want to yes. know. I, d- I also strongly disagree. So, yeah, I'll just, like, periodically pepper something in. Okay. Okay, so we have to start off with how Han and Leia meet, and we're going to be just kind of jumping through all of the films that they both appear in, so we're going to start off with A New Hope, and they meet during (laughs) Han and Luke's rescue, and I put this in quotation marks, of Leia from the Death Star. She's so good. I love her. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah, I rewatched this scene in preparation and it would would have been very easy for me to just like watch all of these movies again. You don't have to try to persuade me at all. But even just rewatching this one scene, I was just like, oh my God, I love Leia so much. She's so great. Like they're doing such a bad job. And Luke especially is just like so hapless. And they never would have gotten out of there if she didn't just take the lead because they, as she said, did not have a plan at all. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. It was like Luke saw the, the hologram, thought she was beautiful and then like rushed in to save her. And then without thinking like any of it through. So Han goes along with it basically because he thinks he's going to get paid and they go and find Leia and it still just like kills me that she's sleeping and they come in yes. and she's just like, what is going on? Why are you here? And unfazed. yeah, completely unfazed. <laughs> and then they start trying to get her off the Death Star and just are failing. And I love the moment where she just like rips Luke's blaster out of, out of his hands and just starts shooting at stormtroopers. Yes. And then they go through the whole ordeal of being in the trash compactor and getting out of that. And the whole time she's kind of having banter back and forth with Han and he's getting annoyed that she's giving him orders and says, I take orders from just one person, me. And Leia responds, it's a wonder you're still alive. It's fair. It's totally it's very fair. fair. She has no patience for them, and I can't fault her for that at all. No. No. And then eventually they make it off the Death Star and onto the Millennium Falcon and have some more conversation. And this is where we'll get into our our first line reading of the episode, which I know must just be so keenly awaited. (laughs) We're so good at line readings we are we are i'm pretty sure we are i mean you are you are a decent actor i'm i'm the color commentator (laughs) so i'm excited at least i'm excited so this conversation starts off with leia talking to luke briefly and then it becomes a conversation between luke and han so i will read leia's brief statement before she walks away and then we'll get into the luke han dialogue 
I'm all will also narrate the little scene between. All right, I'm ready. Okay. All right, so Leia, your friend is quite a mercenary. I wonder if he really cares about anything or anyone. I care. Luke, shaking his head, sits in the co-pilot seat. He and Han stare into the vast blackness of space. So, what do you think? What do you think of her, Han? I'm trying not to, kid. Good. <laughs> Still, she's got a lot of spirit. I don't know. What do you think? You think a princess and a guy like me? No. No, I don't think. <laughs> oh, Luke. So, <laughs> as we all know, this just gets very awkward when you think about the fact that Luke and Leia are siblings, and then in Return of the Jedi... Luke tells her so, and Leia's just like, somehow I've always known. So we'll just put that aside. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Luke is interested in her. We already know she thinks she's so beautiful. But also, Han clearly, even though he's giving her attitude during the escape from the Death Star, is impressed. Yeah, as well he as well he should be. Like she's so good. Like she shoots, she's intelligent, she's smart, she's like those are the same thing. Just oh man, she's like the full package. And like most of these things on this like screen rant thing I'm going to periodically re- uh, reference are basically saying they're opposites. But I feel like that brings out the best in both of them. So like you know one of the things is Honda's chauvinistic while Leia is a strong, independent woman. I don't I don't think that's an issue, right? I wouldn't consider Han to be chauvinistic. It's like the way he dismisses her as a, like saying sweetheart a little bit in that first one. And then like Then he calls her sister a lot. This yeah. is weird. But I guess maybe that's like a seventies, eighties thing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean he's definitely and like he kind of manhandles her, which is actually totally fine by me but like I could see where you could make the case but I feel like that's not their relationship like as soon as they as soon as I mean we'll and we'll get into this in the next like as we discuss Empire Strikes Back but like as soon as they kind of like cross that border he's asking for her opinions he respects her like it's not just like him overriding her at every any given opportunity they banter like they have different ideas about how to do things I don't think that's a failing dismissed yeah i agree i don't think it's like he's being dismissive of her no like it's not like she's saying something he's being like no 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 like you don't know anything you don't know how to do like yes whatever he calls her sweetheart but i don't know i don't get the sense that he's talking to her in like a patronizing tone i will also dismiss that the only thing they have in common is luke maybe i shouldn't dismiss that no i'm dismissing it like because they have well, maybe I should. Hmm. We'll get. Back I mean, to I that think one. that is something that they do have in common. Like, I won't yes. refute that they both have a relationship with Luke, but yeah. it's also not the only thing. Like, they've had so many shared experiences together, and have been yeah. through like huge. Like, they've been through a war together. I'm sure that Luke isn't the only thing they have in common. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe initially, but like there's a war going on like yeah i think the only other time that they really interact in a new hope is at the medal ceremony at the end yes which is interesting so 
they are on Yavin 4 and they have this huge ceremony, which the more I thought about it, it's kind of weird. That is weird. Because, like, well, they're still in the middle of a war. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Maybe they think it's over at that point because they destroyed the Death Star, but, I mean... I feel like Leia wouldn't think that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. What For whatever reason, <laughs> they have a huge, like, formal ceremony and Leia awards medals to Luke and to Han for their role in destroying the Death Star. And I am interested to hear from you, Loya, how you think Leia feels at this point. Because we get Han's perspective of what he thinks of her, but we don't really know what she thinks other than what she says to him, which is basically her just being <laughs> pissed and wanting to get off the Death Star. I think she's into him. Like, this had, as as soon as you started talking about this, I'm like, wow, this was just like the prequels. Ugh. So I think, I think she, I mean, maybe that's just my bias. Who wouldn't be, right? Like, it's, well, yeah. it's Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Like, I'm sorry, Luke. Mark Hamill, you're amazing. I have nothing but respect, but no. <laughs> no. So I, I think she's into him. So I feel like she may have some, I mean, I would have hesitations if I were her, although he is just so attractive and agreed. It's reserved attraction. Yeah. I think she's reserved. Her facial expressions during the ceremony are interesting because like Han keeps looking at her and he winks at her at one point and she just kind of like turns away. Yeah. Which does, like, it leads up very well into The Empire Strikes Back, because, like, we're introduced to them there, as we'll discuss, like, where she's fighting off feelings. And I do feel like there is some resistance there, but that doesn't negate the fact that that she is attracted to him. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) I think she doesn't feel like it's something she necessarily wants to get into. Yep. But the attraction is there. Yes. Okay, so we will go into Empire Strikes Back then. So there has been some time that has passed in the Yeah. What is the time frame for that? I was curious. So Empire Strikes Back takes place three years after A New Hope. So they've been fighting this war and all this time. And Han and Luke and Leia have all been working together. So I will just start off by saying I can understand Han's frustration at yes. this point. Oh my gosh, yes. On Hoth, we have a scene with Han saying that he's leaving because Jabba is after him. And (laughs) yeah, after three years, he's like, well, got to finally deal with that. And basically Leia here overhears him talking to someone else about it. And kind of make sure that she does, though. Right. Because, I mean, like, I I watch these scenes and like he walks in, she looks at him, she looks away and then he like looks at her and then he like walks over to the general. Like, it seemed like it was it was like if I had a crush, I would totally just try to make that crush notice me. They have a conversation and he is like visibly just frustrated. And he obviously wants her to want him to stay, but she won't say that she does. All right, time for me to channel my inner Han, which is to say not very well. Yes, your highnessnessness. I thought you decided to stay. 
Well, the bounty hunter we ran into on Ord Mar- Montel changed my mind. Han, we need you. Yes. Oh, what about what you need? I need? I don't know what you're talking about. You probably don't. And what precisely am I supposed to know? Come on. You want me to stay because of the way you feel about me. Yes, you're a great help to us. You're a natural leader. No, that's not it. Come on. Ugh. Ugh. Come on. Leia stares at him, understanding, then laughs. You're imagining things. Am I? Then why are you following me? Afraid I was going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? I'd just as soon kiss a Wookiee. I can arrange that. You could use a good kiss. Storm, storm, storm. <laughs> I re- That was fun. <laughs> so I have to laugh every single time I watch that scene because of the people that <laughs> just have no regard of their very charged conversation that are just like squeezing by in between them in that narrow hallway. <laughs> I feel like that always happens though. Like you're having this very intense conversation. Maybe this is just me. You're having a very intense conversation and you're walking and all of a sudden people are just like there. And I'm like, why are you here? As I'm shouting. I feel like most of my very intense conversations with my husband at least have been in a car. Interesting. So, Leia, I did want to talk in this bit of dialogue about the you-could-use-a-good-kiss statement. How do you feel about that? I'm in favor. I feel like everyone could use a good kiss, right? Also, I feel like Han's probably projecting there, but I do feel like Leia could use a good kiss. Like, they are into each other. I think it just, unfortunately, gives me somewhat of a flashback to Gone with the Wind. Actually, I was going to mention Clark Gable because I do feel like I... Clark Gable also kind of has that ineffable charm thing, but not as charming, maybe. Hard to say. Yeah. And Cary Grant... Cary Grant is nice and safe. Cary Grant, yes. Because... Even in even like if you were to watch, I mean, he's meddling, sure. He's controlling, yes, but like it doesn't cross any boundaries in the same way that Clark Gable's roles sometimes do. But Harrison Ford definitely does have that like Clark Gable hoodoo, which is how I read it once in a book, and I just feel like that resonates where it's just like my daughter was too young to have Clark Gable's hoodoo work on her. And it is hoodoo. Like, there's just something about, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know Clark Gable is. is, like, not, at least to me, the most attractive person. No. Like, objectively, no. No. But, like, something about Clark Gable, like, when he's, <sighs> yeah, there's something there. And I do see how that line could kind of evoke Gone with the Wind, which is unfortunate <sighs> for many reasons. But uh, I almost feel like that probably was what they were going for. Ugh, you're right. So I don't have a problem with it on its own. Like, I wouldn't be offended if someone said that to me. In fact, probably would like it. But yeah, it does just have those connotations for me a little bit. Yes, I agree. Actually, my my feelings went from like 
total resistance to total acceptance to like the span of less than a, like, a few <laughs> seconds. I'm like, how dare you? All right. <laughs> so maybe that's my thing is just like, yep. <laughs> like there's tension. Let's work it out. Putting it in the terms of like deliberately evoking Clark Gable and Gone with the Wind just kind of like makes my teeth set on edge. Well, speaking of kisses, I think the next time that we really see Leia and Han together is after Luke has gone missing and then Han goes to find him and they're all back at the base and Luke is in the Bacta tank and then he gets out and they're all talking and here's when we get Leia kissing Luke. Yeah, I felt I felt sad for Luke. Like that was very clearly a I'm into someone else and trying to make them jealous kiss, and he just seemed to kind of like roll with it and think it was serious. And I just wanted to sit him down and be like, "No, honey," <laughs> <laughs> which I never like, say I'm to people. Sorry, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but... a, a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, definitely is uncomfortable. Of course, there was nothing uncomfortable about it when it first came out because no one knew that they were siblings. So there's nothing to be concerned about. I still feel like, I mean, it's just so obviously an attempt for Leia to convince Han that she doesn't have feelings for him that, like, it's uncomfortable for that reason, like, notwithstanding the fact they're siblings and Luke is super into it. Like, but not only is Luke super into it, but like Leia clearly is not. He like leans back and is like, "Oh yeah, that happened." And it's like he has a rivalry with Han over Leia. Yeah, I. So the first time, I mean, we talked about this. The first time I saw it, I was confused. The second time I saw it, I was angry about it or like kind of disgusted. And now watching these scenes in preparation for this, I'm like, there is no rivalry. Stop making trying stop trying to make things happen, George Lucas. Yeah. Like, no. yeah, I'm, it's interesting to because to me it almost works in spite of everything because I think Leia clearly like has affection for Luke, but you can. Sure easily read it in retrospect as like a sisterly affection other than her kissing him which again isn't because she's into him it's because she wants to make Han jealous but like yeah. everything else that occurs between them like you know she hugs him and like gives him kisses on the cheek and stuff but that's not weird for someone who's in your family yeah I feel like rewatching this it is very clear that she does not view Luke the same way she views Han. No. <laughs> like, at all. Not. So, like, like, the fact that, like, yeah. there's even a semblance, like, him being all excited, it makes me feel sad for him. And then it also makes me just, like, frustrated that there, like, it was portrayed as a rivalry. Like, her feelings are pretty clear. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that definitely in this movie. Like, it's extremely clear that she's into Han. Yeah. And I don't know if Luke thinks otherwise, but she, like I said, I think, you know, has affection for Luke and clearly cares about him. But she's she's not, I was going to say something that I won't say, but you get it. Like, she's yeah. not, yeah, not interested yeah. in him in the same way. Yep. 
nope. And also, again, going back to my point, like this, the pacing of this one was so similar to Attack of the Clones, where it's just like the juxtaposition between like Luke going to Dagobah and Han and Leia, like their their interactions and everything. Like it just like kept cutting because like it's something you don't notice necessarily when you're going through the movie on a, a like actually watching the movie from start to finish, but because I was like getting to the scene specifically with Han and Leia, it was just like constant. Okay. Here's their scene. Oh, got to skip Luke's. Oh, here's their scene. Got to skip Luke's. And that was the same thing I was going through when I was doing Anakin and Padme in attack of clones. So like George Lucas is using the same tricks in both films. And it's just kind of, it's sad is what it is. <laughs> That's the point I'm at where it's just like, you didn't learn anything new in all those years. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to Leia and Han actually being alone. Yes. So they end up fleeing Hoth on the Falcon. And this is where they have a lot of their interactions in this movie. And this is also where it just gets so... I wrote in the notes... Insert fanning self GIF. Yeah. I wanted you to say that because I was just, I'm looking at your notes. I'm like, you have to say that. <laughs> so they're trying to escape. And of course, like all these things are going wrong. And the hyperdrive on the Falcon is not working. And also I have my notes. Lay is just like, are you effing serious the whole time? However, <laughs> they are clearly having some moments of tension here. Yes. Yep. And I do feel like this also speaks to like Leia's competence and calm because she, she's just kind of like bemused throughout, like as they continue to like screw up moment after moment after moment. And I feel like if I had been in that situation, I would just be like losing my. (laughs) So Leia's amazing. Yeah, I agree. Like every time she's just kind of like this again, really. (laughs) Yes! Oh, man. I would love love to channel that nonchalance. But yes, I think the part, like, where it's very obvious something's going on, what is that? Like, there's an attack or some sort of, like, how does she fall into his arms? I think it's I when, I believe it's when they are still fleeing and they're being chased, and then they also, like, go through that asteroid field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, she's sitting on his lap, and I, I that's where I would insert my fanning self, just. <laughs> um, and then she's, like, she's, like, I've watched the scene a few times, actually. I didn't watch the part prior, which is how I did. <laughs> how does she end up there? I don't know. This is the good part. Um, so she's sitting there and it almost looked like she was like holding his arm in place. Like she's, she's got her arm over his arm and then she's like trying to push him off. She's part of the problem. And I thought that was like so indicative of the fact that like, yeah, she's into him. Yeah. So there's like some dialogue in there where she's like, stop touching me or something. Yeah. And she's, and that's, that's when she's holding him in place. Like her hand is there. Like, Yeah. And then I did have to know that he, like, literally just picks her up at one point. Love. Which, again, <laughs> insert panic self, Jeff. And 
so like they get through that and then they are trying to fix the ship and i did want to also mention that like leia is just casually working on the falcon <laughs> i and... Oh, man, she's so, so competent. Like, she knows so much. Like, oh, man. Yeah. This and we're skipping, we're skipping a lot of things, but we're just focusing on their interactions. So yeah. she's fixing the ship, and Han comes up behind her and, like, I think kind of scares her a little bit. And she just, like, straight up shoves <laughs> He puts his arms over her like he's, like, looming. And, like, totally hovering over her. And, yeah, she just, like, pushes him away. I'm, like, yeah. I would do that to my husband, too. Like, it's, like, (laughs) he will tell anyone about this story because he thinks it's the most hilarious thing ever. But he, like, scared me one time when I was coming out of the bathroom. And I think we had just watched a horror movie. And I screamed so loud and just, like, (laughs) pushed him. So I totally get it. If... If Darth Brooks scared me enough, I would probably, like, injure him. Anyway, Leia is still just like, (laughs) no, like, she's still resisting. And this is where I was asking myself, again, like, kind of where she's at at this point. And, again, it's just, like, extremely clear that she is into it. But I don't know, like... I feel like she's, you know, she's practical. She's like, all of this stuff is going on. We're in a war. Like, I don't have time for this. Or she just doesn't want to be vulnerable. So, yes, I agree. Because I feel like she's totally into it. And this is so charming. But I also feel like it's kind of like this argument that, like, the, like, no, don't do that thing gets misused in other contexts. But, yeah, I've, oh, my gosh. When she's just, like, my hands are dirty and he's, like, mine are too, my heart melted. (sighs) I'm a gardener, so I'm just like, <laughs> yes, please. So um, I didn't put, like, their whole dialogue in here, but essentially it's just all leading up to them kissing. And thing. Oh my Yeah. God. Yeah. And anyway, it's very good. And then okay. <laughs> 3PO comes in and is just like, what's going on? <laughs> and, uh, like... Yeah, no, I I don't care. I would turn Cinderella off so fast. Yeah, well, especially considering like they do it later when he's being annoying. I'm like, you obviously know how. Just do it. Like, what are you doing? But I guess once C3PO ruins the mood, the mood's ruined. Like, what you had to like move him out of the room. <laughs> it's like having a dog, you know. Yeah, exactly. Stop looking away. Get out of the also, room. So yeah. Best. It does seem like their tension like is resolved by the time they get there. Yeah. So they've kissed at this point finally, and it really is just a so, turning point. Yeah, it's a turning point, and it's just I guess like cute, and I really like it how once they do kiss, like they're just so comfortable with each other. And I am thinking specifically about when they are in Cloud City and they're talking about how 3PO is missing and Leia is upset because she thinks something is wrong and Han kisses her on the head. Oh my god, yes. Also, her outfit in that looks amazing. Yes, I'm like, that is my oh. favorite Leia outfit. I have this wonderful Karen Hallian print that will be in my Instagram photo of my drink today that is Leia on Bespin and it actually 
specifically as Han and Leia in the scene that I'm talking about. <laughs> so it is the best. I love I it. I want that outfit. Like I like, want I it too. Oh my gosh, I could wear that like anytime during work. Like obviously I'm working from home, so yeah. It looks very comfortable in so addition comfortable. to stylish. And I also love like when Lando is kind of like ogling her, she just kind of pulls the um it's not a poncho, but not definitely not a poncho, but like the vest, long vest. And she like pulls it closer and I'm like, Yes, that's totally what I would do too. So mine would be a cardigan and I would just subtly pull it closer. Yes. Your Instagram, uh, not your Instagram, your Twitter. Yeah. wearing that outfit. It is yeah. also my Twitter avatar. Perfect. It's actually specifically from a GIF where she's, I forget like what it's in response to. Like, I think, I think Lando tells her like he can do something for her, like have his people do something for her. And she says, no, thanks. And it's like specifically from a GIF of her saying, no, thanks. <laughs> oh, it's uh, when Han suggests that Lando can fix C-3PO. <laughs> She's like, Mm-mm. I love her suspicion of Lando. I loved the fact that she was just worried and she was still on top of things. And uh, yeah, that scene was great. And I, again, just love that she and Han are just like so easily affectionate with each other. Yeah. It's very sweet. So going back to that Screen Rant article, which basically I'm just using as a counterpoint. So number 14 on this list is their first kiss was definitely not cool. She definitely, most definitely tells him no and gives him no active encouragement to continue with his romantic intentions. But a guy like Han never takes no for an answer. Which I, I guess feel like we this person was just like reaching. Yes, I agree. Their next one is they don't communicate well. Number eleven is their upbringings can be more different, which I was just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that's true, but so in terms of their kiss not being okay, I disagree. Okay. Yeah, yes, she is verbally still being resistant. However, she is at the same time leaning into him. Yeah. And also it's Leia, right? Like she's not shy about shoving him. She's not it's shy true. about blasting him. If she didn't people, want him like, to do whatever he was doing, he wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. And she I mean, like, I feel like everything in that moment before that moment, like this is everything in that moment is very much like her being on board with things. Yeah, I think there's enough context around all of that that yes. I agree. It's yeah, it's, I disagree with that screen rant or a whole point. Yes. I'll bring up another one just because because I think we're going to talk about additional things on there. So this was another moment where I got pushed back to the prequels. She says the comment where like he's like, and then we'll get out of here. And then she's like, and then you'll leave. And they, it, it transitions. But that was like so well done. Like, it's just a moment of cinematography. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, this isn't resolved. It's not just like cutting the scene to avoid an awkward conversation like we acknowledge the fact that they have very different priorities or so they think at this moment and we're moving on but we'll come back to it which they do because then han is frozen in carbonite i totally get what you're saying like yeah. i think obviously their dialogue is very nuanced and mm-hmm. even though it's pretty simple like there's all this history of what you've seen between the two of them behind it. And it's very clear 
kind of where they're both coming from. Yeah. And neither of them are minimized in the process. I feel like, you know, you're watching that scene and you understand Leia's perspective and maybe Han isn't going to leave now. Like she makes that case and then things happen. So (laughs) the thing that happens is that Darth Vader shows up (gasps) at his awkward dinner table. Yes. That was so awkward, but I also love the fact that, like, Han takes Leia's hand, and then they just face Darth Vader together. It was amazing. I'm ashamed to say that I have probably not ever noticed that, but that is amazing. Right? I know. I was just like, oh my gosh, I have it in, like, all caps in my notes. Oh, she says, and then you're gone, tasteful transition, so nice. I love the fact he takes her hand after Lando's betrayal, and they face Darth Vader together. Oh. It's great. (laughs) So Darth Vader is looking for Luke, but then decides that he wants to carbon freeze Luke and decides to test it on Han, which now I am annoyed because we've talked about this. There's an episode of Clone Wars where like, yeah, basically everyone gets carbon frozen. And I'm like, why is this a questionable process? (laughs) Yes. When I was watching this, like having just we're rewatching The Mandalorian in anticipation of season two, I'm like, but wait, this is a normal thing. And I'm like, okay, wait, that takes place after this timeline. They've now established as normal, people can survive, this is very profitable, et cetera, et cetera. But I think you made the point though that and actually like Lando even says this, like, oh, this isn't like normally used for this and then yes Darth Vader's just like well we'll find out if it works but it was Anakin he's Anakin right like if he was just some rando Sith Lord sure like we can assume that he doesn't know it works but he's Anakin he was in the episodes where everyone was carbon frozen was he not yeah I I mean again I think the way you can like get around that is that line from Lando where he's like we only use this for industrial purposes or something but still annoying (laughs) Yeah, but that is my reaction for, like, going back to A New Hope, like, Obi-Wan not recognizing R2-D2. There's a lot of gaps with Clone Wars, unfortunately. Yeah, sometimes it creates problems issues that didn't exist. Yes, exactly. I mean, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, they existed well before Clone Wars, but then Clone Wars happens, you're like, okay, this is great, Anakin has some backstory, but then there's these, like, questions where it's just like, oh, wait, you've you've encountered Boba Fett multiple times before, like, you don't know who he is? Yeah, and he's just like, I'll hire Boba Fett, like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't recall having a droid. You had a ton of droids. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And you don't recognize R2-D2 despite the fact Anakin, like, sacrificed his health and well-being and violated your orders multiple times to rescue him? Oh! Maybe that was his unit. And then R2-D2 was just like, <laughs> Yeah. I really hope R2-D2 said that. There are some things before the carbon freeze. They torture Han for (sighs) no (laughs) reason, really. I feel like this was like a moment where Harrison Ford just, and Han Solo as a character is just so good, where he's just like, I feel terrible, and then collapses, like. Yeah, and then he's like, they didn't even (sighs) ask me anything. It was so good. Like, oh man. Yeah, so like, 
Chewie and Leia are, are trying to take care of him, and then Lando comes in, and Leia's just like, why are you here? Get out. And he's like, no, I'm going to help you, though. So he is, like, trying to get Leia and Chewbacca out, but they decide that they're going to carbon freeze Han, and Chewbacca and Leia get to be there for it. I enjoyed Leia, like, reining Chewie in, because Chewie was, like, ready to, like, die for rip some arms off yeah exactly as a fellow wookie i can appreciate that but leia calms him down and then they watch han be frozen and then chewie also comforts leia while that's happening like he's kind of like holding her and she like buries her face in his fur at one point oh my god also we'll have to go i mean well, I mentioned it now. It was weird to hear Londo, Lando. Londo. <laughs> Londo. Uh, Lando, here, talk with the Falcon. Considering our, like, episode on Lando and L337. Like, she, she, he's just like, that ship saved me a few times. Like, da, da, da. He totally dismisses it. And, again, solo creating problems later on. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, yes. Very... So... Yes, it's like, I don't know, It obviously I know what happens afterwards and everything, but that scene is still tough. Yeah. Because obviously no one knows what's going to happen to him. I guess they say that he is still alive afterward, but we should go back because this is also the scene where they have their famous declaration of love moment. I love this. Like, I watched this again and I'm just like, yeah. This is a fantastic response. Like, that being said, I guess I would prefer to have, like, I love you Yeah, I would vastly prefer if I said I love you to someone for the first time, and they were maybe going to die if they said I love you to. That is the point. (laughs) Like, I feel like, not to bring the prequels back into this again, but, like, when (laughs) Padme says I love you to Anakin, he's like, oh, so you love me? Like, just just Ah! say it back. Yeah, yeah. But I think this set the scene for the prequels. That's why Anakin doesn't say it back. But Anakin then, like, throwing Padme's words back at her. (laughs) It's a little bit different than saying, I know. (laughs) Which I can understand, like, saying I know. Wait, so... I know that this is repeated. It's repeated in reverse, right? Yeah. After the Battle of Endor. Hmm. And Han Solo says, I love you. And Leia says, I know, right? Yeah. Okay, then we're good. This is charming. I've ruled it. I'm okay with it. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I feel like there are a few reasons that he could say that. Like, one is, like, he wants Three her to years. Know, he wants her to know that he does know that he loves her. Especially when he's, like, going into this possible deadly situation. And then... Yeah, like, he probably has known that for a long time at this point. (laughs) Well, and I think, too, like, pragmatically, it does, it's better for her, like, I mean, he's being frozen in carbonite, and, like, he's in front of a vast majority of enemies. Like, him saying, I know, kind of lends them both, like, some some wiggle room, maybe, like, for self-preservation. Like, you know, if he said, I love you back, maybe she would be captured and then like Jabba would torture her. Wait, that happened. Never mind. 
Yeah. <laughs> For different reasons, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, like, maybe that's, like, it's a protective thing. But also the fact that, like, it's been three years and it's just, like, this. he's always been more into her. Or at least more, like, audibly, visibly, uh, transparently into her. So, like, maybe that kind of evens the odds of it. And by evens the odds, I mean evens the score. Okay, so the last of the original trilogy movies, Return of the Jedi. This is not my favorite movie, but the whole section at Jabba's Palace is probably one of my favorite things. I loved it. I I loved loved it it so much, and probably the only thing that I, like more than i would say perhaps even more than like bespin leia is leia and her bounty hunter disguise i i adore it so uh, this is the one i've seen probably the least of like when i rewatched this i was like wait this happens and then i mean this was the first recent rewatching and then i rewatched it parts of it again for this podcast. I just cannot get over her in the bounty hunter disguise. It's amazing. She's she's speaking a different language. She's so persuasive. Like, oh my god. I actually have a coach bag <laughs> that has Leia in her bounty hunter disguise on oh. it. It's like the most obscure, weird Star Wars thing I could possibly have. I got it on like deep clearance, but I've had people see it and just have, like, no idea what it is. However, I know what it is, and it makes me happy all the time. Exactly. So maybe I shouldn't admit this. I'm still a little unclear on, like, what the actual plan was for freeing Han. Like, were... I, I know or I assume that Leia and Lando were working together, but were they working with Luke? I don't know. I feel like they must have been just because like Luke obviously no land knows Lando is here, but just seems like poorly executed. Yeah. So Luke, I guess, sends C-3PO and R2-D2 in and they play that message from Luke that says that he's trying to get Han Solo back and offers the droids. <laughs> and then like there's some scenes with the droids and the droid that tortures other droids and then leia comes in disguised okay. she like again just like legit shoves someone down the stairs as she's walking in i love it and she is pretending to have captured chewbacca yes and trying to get his bounty from jabba and she's just like so badass she threatens mm-hmm. Jabba she takes out a thermal detonator and <laughs> Jabba is just like ha, 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 I respect your style yeah and Boba Fett gives her the nod so it's her that goes back and finds Han and frees him from the carbonite and he has yep. no idea what's going on <laughs> he's blind yeah and she's talking to him through her helmet at first and he's just like where am i who are you and then she takes it off and says someone who loves you and Uh, that just like gets me every time i love how matter of fact she is too she's just like you're suffering from (laughs) (laughs) you have hibernation sickness exactly (laughs) and like you're blind don't worry about it like your vision will come back it's all good like i love that the competence, right? So unfortunately, Jabba finds them and decides to do not great things. Yeah. 
So obviously with Siri being on the podcast, I was paying more attention to Bib Fortuna than previously. <laughs> I actually sent her, I like took a picture of the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> And I spent a lot of time in, like, this scene and subsequent scenes, like, looking at him and being like, what are you up to? Because, like, in that scene where they find out Leia or set the trap for Leia to, like, release Han, his expressions are very interesting in that one. Like, he's, like, burying his teeth, but it's not really laughing. And I wonder, like, was this contrary to his plans or, like, what the situation was? That aside, yes. He takes Leia as a prisoner and forces her to dress up. This is getting off topic a little bit, but I just have to do it because anytime that you can talk about Carrie Fisher quotes, you have to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I found this article from Insider where it basically collects a bunch of statements that Carrie Fisher made about wearing that bikini And they have one from Newsweek in 1999 where she said, I remember that iron bikini I wore in episode six. What supermodels will eventually wear in the seventh ring of hell? Oh, God. (laughs) She's also said that her favorite moment in the Star Wars films was killing Jabba the Hutt. I had a lot of fun killing Jabba the Hutt. They asked me on the day if I wanted to have a stunt double kill Jabba. No, that's the best time I ever had as an actor. And the only reason to go into acting is if you can kill a giant monster. Agreed. Oh, man. So getting back to the fact that I hadn't recalled a lot of Return of the Jedi, it was a surprise to me. I was just like, wait, she kills Jabba the Hutt? Like, I hadn't retained any of that for my rewatch, like my watching as a child. And like, it's incredible. I could watch that all day long. She's so efficient. She like knocks out like whatever the security is. I guess the blinds go down. And then she just strangles Jabba right then and there. Like, no no one can do anything about it. It's fantastic. And I always think about this, too, which apparently is from a Wall Street Journal article in 2015 before Force Awakens came out, where she was asked about merchandise that depicts Leia wearing the bikini. And they were like, what do you think about there being more merchandise? And she said, I think that's stupid, the debate about it. And then Wall Street Journal said to stop making the merchandise. And Carrie Fisher replied, the father who flipped out about it, what am I going to tell my kid about why she's in that outfit? Tell him that a giant slug captured me and forced me to wear that stupid outfit. And then I killed him because I didn't like it. And then I took it off backstage. Nice. Um, I feel like that is like the biggest thing, right, with this relationship is that both of them are so strong and so they're different, but they balance each other out and they both do what needs to be done. Yeah. And I think there is definitely an argument for them, like you said, making one another better. Like, yeah, Leia is obviously extremely mature and always wants to do the right thing and what needs to be done. But you also, like, are not going to have a very <laughs> enjoyable life if that's all you do. Mm-hmm. And Han, you know, wants to portray that he's in it only for himself. And he also doesn't need distractions. But, you know, I think it's meeting Leia is, like, one of the driving forces behind his joining the rebellion and actually fighting for something so i totally agree that like they are kind of bringing out the best in one another 
Yeah. And I feel like that could be the response for so many of these things from the Screen Rant article. Like, the first one is Leia is selfless and Han is selfish. I feel like that really doesn't get the fact that, like, Han Solo portrays himself as self- selfish, but he, he is a good guy. And then the other thing is, let's see here, there was a bunch along those same lines. Their situation is too stressful to know if they're really in love. Mm, I feel like that's the opposite. I feel like if you're in a really stressful situation and you, I don't know, like like I said before, I feel like if you've been through all of this together, you truly know one another. Like, you don't, you don't have any illusions about what the other person is. It's not like they're going on dates, being like, yeah. tell me about yourself. Like, they've seen who each other truly is. Yeah. Number three is Leia would have been able to spot a fast talker like Han right away. And I'm like, do you not understand who Han is? Yeah, I, I, I would say, in my opinion, this person is... Taking a very searching and also taking a very like surface level view of this all. Agreed. I feel like the rest of them are just kind of like along this that same level. So I'm just going to skip them. Okay. So again, in this movie, there aren't really all that many scenes with Leia and Han because I think the bulk of the development of their relationship definitely happens in Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. But like they are pretty much together at this point. Yeah. And the next time we see them really interact is when they go to Endor. Mm -hmm. And there are some scenes with Leia and Han and Luke where, you know, they're doing, (laughs) like, their mission. Yeah. But you don't really get conversations between the two of them until after Leia... I guess she's not really, like, captured by the Ewoks. She's just with the Ewoks to apparently have a dress for her and do her hair. How nice. (laughs) And (laughs) then Luke shows up and they have that conversation where he tells her that Darth Vader is his father. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, yes, and there's more. It will be hard for you to hear. And, (laughs) like, doesn't even really, like, outright say, I guess he kind of does. He basically says, the force is strong in my family. My father has it, I have it, and my sister has it. And he's just like, yes, it's you. (laughs) It's so convoluted. Every single time I see that, I'm just like, you can't just say, like, by the way, you know. I don't, I, yeah. It's hard for me to, like, understand his motives. It makes it very unclear. And then that's when she says, I know, somehow I've always known, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So anyway, Han witnesses the end of this conversation and comes out and sees that Leia is upset and is like, what's going on? She's like, nothing, I can't tell you. And he gets upset about the fact that she won't tell him. And then also gets upset about the fact that she was talking to Luke. But she still continues to just be like, no, 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 I can't tell you. I don't understand why she can't tell him. Yeah, I'm not really quite sure. I mean, maybe she's realizing that, like, Darth Vader is her father and she's had multiple interactions with him and that's kind of weird. And he maybe. her and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, like, a lot to take in. But multiple I also times. feel like if I were in an established relationship at that point, I would probably tell the other person. 
I obviously would because I would have no ability to regulate my <laughs> emotional state. It'd be like, I can't tell you, I can't tell you, let me tell you everything because I can't deal with this is how that would go. Which yeah, is great. Well, I, I guess Leia is used to dealing with things on her own. That is true. Yeah. I mean, her entire planet was destroyed. She had to deal with that on her own, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't quite get it. But then, like, that plants seeds of doubt in Han's mind where he's like, why is she talking to Luke? Why is she telling him things that she can't tell me? Even though I feel like it also probably should have been clear to Han at this point that she's not interested in Luke. Despite everything else. But I could also see, like, Han being kind of oblivious to that, right? Like, I don't know. It seems it seems easy to imagine him being like, oh, I don't know now, for whatever reason. Yeah. So then we get, like you said earlier, the repetition of the I love you, I know line, where they're, mm-hmm. like, trying to get into the facility to turn off the shield generator, right? And then... Yep. Stormtroopers find them and like Leia is covering him so he can get in and she gets shot. <laughs> it's just like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's amazing. And then I guess we could just skip ahead to later on where they have another exchange where they see the Death Star 2 blown up and Han says like I hope Luke wasn't on there and Leia is just like no he wasn't I can tell that he wasn't and like granted if I were Han I'd probably be like what yeah I'd be confused yeah and then he says something like you love him don't you and she's just like yeah and then he's just like okay I get it I'll just leave when he comes back it's fine I understand. And she's just like, no, it's not like that. (laughs) He's my brother. And I like wish that I could somehow insert Han's face into this podcast. (sighs) Yeah. Again, I don't know why like he was that confused at this point. Other than that, the movies made it that way so that there was supposed to be some kind of love triangle, even though they were siblings. Yeah. George Lucas, some questionable Many, many questionable decisions. Yes, I completely agree. Like, yeah. There was no love triangle. I could see where, like, after certain things happened. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. It's not It's not believable, really. I mean, if he was feeling insecure and had doubts, like, her shutting down the conversation, I could see how that would lead to one thing to another. But, like, it's not like this is that nuanced. So Yeah, and I mean, now that you say that, too, I guess, like, she could conceivably been talking about Han to Luke and be, like, saying, like, I'm, I have my doubts and, like, I don't know and things like that. And maybe, maybe this is where Solo shines, too, because I'm just thinking of, like, Kira. Where, like, she definitely is, she's savvy. She betrays them. Like, he could have very real reason to, like, suddenly start doubting Leia based on his experience there. Or even being like, oh, this is all going to be over. Maybe Mm -hmm. she's going to realize that she just has to go back to her normal life now. Exactly. Which 
would not include Luke in that capacity at all. But <laughs> yeah, that entire exchange is like very awkward. And I just wanted it to be over because like we all know what the situation is. Just spit it out. Like, yeah. So then really the only other like Han Leia content we get is at the very end with the Ewok celebration and they're all happy and you would assume that it's happily ever after, right? Because like yeah. the war's over, there's nothing to be concerned about. They're together. According to the new canon, they apparently got married very soon after the Battle of Endor. Makes and sense. they had been the next year. So they were moving pretty fast. And Ben was actually born on the day that the Empire officially surrendered. Wow. I didn't know that. That's kind of sweet. So unfortunately, though, we know, how, yeah, we know how that all <laughs> turned out. So we will talk more about Ben in a few weeks. But for now, we are going to talk about the last time that we see Han Leia together, which is in The Force Awakens. Oh, God. So, Loya, before we talk about what actually happens in The Force Awakens, where did you think Han and Leia would be in this movie, assuming that you thought they would be in this movie? I don't know if I... I feel like I knew about Harrison Ford being in it. In it. I don't honestly think I thought Leia would be. Let's see. If I actually had to think about it, when do I think Harrison Ford would show up? <laughs> I thought I thought it would be like a cameo at the end. I did not realize yeah. like it was going to be so prominently featured, like their relationship and the dissolution thereof, or like the not dissolution because obviously they still have feelings for each other. The space between them was God. Yeah, I think I was first of all surprised that Harrison Ford was even in this movie because he famously didn't want to even be in Star Wars. He was in the first movie and then he wanted George Lucas to kill him off because he just didn't want to be in the rest of them. So I remain highly shocked that he was in Force Awakens and that he was also in Rise of Skywalker. But yes, I also was just completely so devastated by Han Leia in this movie. I don't think I went into it with expectations that I would really see anything, but yes. if I were to have thought about it, I would have been like, well, obviously, yeah, like they're together. It's been established that they're together. And then to see that they were not together anymore, it was just like a dagger in my heart. It was so upsetting to me. I agree. I feel like they've gone through so much together. The fact that they didn't like work things out in a meaningful way before this all happens is insane. Like I just, it's so hard for me to just accept that they just did what they were doing. And yeah, like they basically regressed. Yeah. So, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know if galactic divorce exists, I don't know if they're divorced or they're just separated, but clearly they're estranged from one another, and they haven't seen each other in a long time, Yeah. and they're just both kind of, like, doing what they used to do, like, Leia is, or was a senator, and now she's leading the resistance, and Han is just smuggling, and it's honestly depressing. I just can't. Uh, 
I, I can't see either of them just letting it go because, like, obviously in The Empire Strikes Back, Han is leaving. Leia goes after him. Like, they're connected. They're not, like, just letting each other walk off. Like, I don't see either of them just being like, I'm going to do my own thing and you're going to do your own thing and we're just, like, going to ignore this, like, massive chasm between us. Like... Maybe this is me projecting onto them, but I would I would need some resolution. Like I'd be hunting I'd be hunting Han down, or I'd be hunting Leia down and just be like, what the heck? Well then I guess the implication is that something so traumatic happened that they just can't face each other and can't do it anymore. Which is why after the first time I saw The Force Awakens, I hated Kylo Ren. So much, I can't even express to you. I talked about this a little bit in our first episode. But, like, that was one of the reasons that I hated him so much. And I remember saying, like, I've never hated Darth Vader. I've never felt this way about a character in Star Wars. But the fact that, like, at least (laughs) in my mind, in that moment, that I felt like he was a big contributing factor to their breaking up was just, like unforgivable see and i was just like han and leia you're adults like work it out like your son did something terrible and you know it so let's have a conversation and like get him back and as far as i can tell i mean like maybe maybe there's something i'm missing in the comics or maybe there's something i'm missing in like the novelizations what did they do they just like had this traumatic incident and decided to like distance themselves from the whole thing. Yeah. So I haven't read everything that I think brings more depth to this, but like I have read bloodline, which is a novel about Leia as a Senator, like really trying to warn everyone about the first order. And it's Mm -hmm. like, while Ben is away And then, like, we both have read Rise of Kylo Ren, which we'll talk about in an upcoming episode. But, like, it also is just upsetting that from what I do know from the context around it, it seems like Han and Leia were not good parents. I would agree with that. Like, I feel like that's easy enough to accept, but they're also fighters. Like, I feel like them piecing out after their son did this and not doing anything to get them back or get themselves back together. Like, I feel like that's like against, against what their personalities are. But again, I feel like the implication in a lot of the surrounding material is that, well, like, honestly, like Ben was just like a burden on them and he was so powerful. They didn't know what to do. I know that there's, ancillary material that basically says that like Leia could feel in her womb that like Ben was equally like dark side and light side and there's material that says that like he was being preyed upon by Snoke in the womb essentially and Leia was aware of all of this because she is force sensitive and like then what is as she got, doing? And then as he got older, like the implication in everything that I've read is that she just had no idea what to do. She was like so freaked out and scared that she sent him to Luke because she was like, I just can't deal with it. And then Han was just kind of like, I don't know, like I don't understand any of this. 
And then he went to live with Luke and they like saw him every so often. But yeah, essentially I almost feel like it's also implied that like after he after everything happened at the Jedi Temple and everything, they just like weren't in contact with him anymore. Which is insane. Like, I understand you have very specific things and like, yes, they've always had a tendency to like put the greater good ahead of everyone else. And well, ish. But at the same time, like, what are you doing? You can feel your son through the forest killing people. Like, go find him. Like, what? I don't understand why it took until A Force Awakens to do the things that, like, they would normally do. Like, Han is more believable to me than Leia. But then again, Leia's busy with, like, general stuff. Like, I guess. But they do also express differing opinions about Ben. And maybe we should get into some of the dialogue. I agree. I'll let you read the narration. All right. So this is the very first time they see one another after what is presumably years. Han moves towards a resistance transport, landing in the debris. BB-8 rolls up beside him in wait for the transport. On Han's face, knowing exactly what's about to happen... Finally, the transport door opens, and standing there is Leia. She sees Han and is stunned. A silent beat, husband and wife reunited for the first time in years. In the smoke and embers, no one says a word. Then C-3PO walks out from the transport into the field. All right. All right. We're skipping C-3PO's dialogue about his red arm and whatever. All right. I'll be Han. Gruff Han. You changed your hair. Same jacket. No. New jacket. Chewie, glad to see Leia, greets her with a hug. Chewie moans a few words, looks at Han, then boards the ship. It is complicated and loving and painful. Han says quietly, I saw him. Leia, I saw our son. He was there. He was here. Leia hears this. Maz watches through the smoke. I can't believe I was so foolish to think I could just find Luke and bring him home. Leia. Don't do that. Do what? She heads off. Anything. Flummox, Han follows looking at C-3PO. Uh, whatever, C-3PO. Han follows Leia across the base floor. I'm trying to be helpful. When did that ever help? And don't say the Death Star. So that's their initial reunion and it's a little awkward i would say like they don't quite know what to do i just it's so hard i mean how can you just let that go like how can you just continue to coast for years knowing that your son's out there and you can feel him through the force and your husband's just mia yeah i i guess you can only explain it as like there is this huge thing going on that she needs to help with and she just spends all her time doing that and thinking about that and that's and it then, and then han like so your wife has been freaked out about your son you don't know how to engage the boy the boy is now gone and you decide to turn to smuggling for years yeah that's probably like what bothers me the most is that i mean at least leia is out here leading the resistance but Han is just like, I'm just going to do something that is totally aimless and, (laughs) you know, just, like, gives me something to do. Yeah, exactly. 
And also, I mean, just everyone involved. Like, if I was Chewy, I'd be like, you should go visit your wife. You should go visit your wife. You should go visit your wife. What about your son? Your wife? Your son? Your wife? And maybe that's why I'm not a (laughs) co-pilot. They don't actually get all that much time together in this movie. But again, like, every time is devastating. And I feel like I might actually, like, cry while reading this dialogue. Hopefully not, because that would be really embarrassing. But (laughs) every time... I'm here for you. I tear up. And I may be... No, this is not this part. This is the next one. But this is their exchange about Ben. So we should read this just to illustrate where they're both at on that topic. Listen to me, will you? I know every every time you look, look at me, you're reminded of him. You think I want to forget him? I want him back. Han looks at her with sympathy. There was nothing we could have done. There was too much Vader in him. That's why I wanted him to train with Luke. I just never should have sent him away. That's when I lost him. That's when I lost you both. We both had to deal with it in our own way. I went back to the only thing I was ever good at. We both did. We lost our son forever. No. It was Snoke. Han takes us in. He seduced our son to the dark side, but we can still save him. Me. You. If Luke couldn't reach him, how could I? Luke is a Jedi. You're his father. There's still light in him. I know it. So, this is just... Yeah. Like, it's very sad and emotional, but also if Leia feels that there's still light in him and hasn't given up on him, why has she not reached out to him? Yeah. And also... Han apparently doesn't recognize his, like, unique role as a father. (laughs) (laughs) Luke was his Jedi master. I can't (laughs) possibly do anything else. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, like, it is Han that actually does reach out to him. Yeah. And then he dies. Okay, well, we might as well just keep going to the actual last conversation that they have before Han goes to Starkiller Base and then eventually confronts his son. So this starts off with Leia. No matter how much we fought, I've always hated watching you leave. Han looks over. There's Leia. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did it. So you'd miss me. She laughs, moves up closer to him. I did miss you. He looks at her, says sweetly, out of the blue. <laughs> the word sweetly, like, I, I, it's hard for me to reconcile that with Han Solo. It wasn't yeah, all bad. This is so sad, and then we're just laughing. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't all bad, was it? Huh? Some of it was good. Pretty good. Some things never change. True. You still drive me crazy. Han places his hands on her shoulders. It could be 30 years ago. They both know there's a good chance he won't make it back. They pull each other tight, holding for dear life. Quietly, longingly. If you see our son, bring him home. This is where I cry. (laughs) Every time. Mostly the embrace and their theme playing. Like, I can't. I can't handle it. 
oh man, I just want to fight. Like, I just want to be like, what are you doing? What are we even doing? Like, how long has it been? Like, really? Neither of us can make time. Like, and like you said, it's so clear that they still have all this affection for each other and all these feelings for each other. Like, it could be 30 years ago. It's not like they have fallen out of love with one another. Yeah. And maybe, I mean, maybe this is because we're still young. But at the same time, like, I have an issue, like, leaving things for a night. I have an issue with leaving things for, like, multiple days. Years? I can't even imagine that. Just, like, years of being, like, I wonder where my son is. I want to know where my husband is. Or, like, vice versa. I wonder where my wife is. I wonder where my son is. Like, oh, my God. Especially when those feelings are still there. Like, it's not, like, like one of them, like, cheated on the other one. Or, like, they... I mean, who knows? I guess we don't know. Like, they could have been fighting for other reasons. But, like, at the same time, like, I don't know. It just seems unnecessary. Well, and I mean, like, this war has obviously been going on for a while. The First Order is still, like, it came into power. It took power. Like, years have passed. Like, you really couldn't find time to go take a vacation and be like, what's going on? Like, fine, he made the assumption that you don't want to see his face, but then I'd be going hunting down his face. Like, what are you talking about? I, and we didn't talk about that, but yeah, there's that scene where he's talking to Maz, and she's like, you need to go, like, bring this to Leia, and he's like, oh no, like, I can't go see Leia. Leia doesn't want to see me. And, like, even Maz is like, no, you should just go see her. Like, <laughs> I mean, I- you are adults. Resolve <laughs> your issues in a, like, mature, moderately mature, like, don't just run around, like, taking smuggling jobs for years. Or, like, using the Resistance to, you know, avoid these things. Like, the Resistance obviously is fine up until, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's hard for me to re- not reconcile. I use that word too much. It's hard for me to acknowledge the fact that there's no point in the last like however many years that Leia didn't feel the need to like hunt down her husband or son like she didn't have any downtime it's just resistance all the time again I mean we don't know exactly what happened they were still together when Ben just like disappeared and turned to the dark side so I don't like I don't know exactly how that played into it or what happened between them if they had a huge fight if they just I don't know like I don't know how that all played out so it's also hard to say if what happened was repairable because I don't know what it was I wonder if J.J. Abrams knows what it was because I mean this entire dialogue (laughs) makes me think like just like yeah he is referring to things that happened you know however many years ago because he doesn't have anything new to work with because he didn't think it out. Maybe he did. Maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. But then this dialogue should have been different. There could have been allusions to like, well, I said we should have found him and you said this. But instead, there's just like, I thought you didn't want to see my face and we lost our son forever. Like, how fatalistic. Like, go get your son. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think if I would have been accepting of it if everything that happened with Ben still happened but they were still together because I don't know like because again like what were they doing like any way you approach it 
what were they they doing? doing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just running around in the universe, like, by himself. And there's, I mean, maybe they're making efforts to find him and they can't. But it seems like he's leaving a pretty big body trail. Yeah, like, it doesn't seem like he's trying to hide. No. And of course, he assumes that he they don't want to see him, and... I feel like this is all an opportunity to shout things out. Go find him, pull him into a corner, have a yelling match at him, and then deal with things. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I am really sad about, which is really no one's fault, but because Carrie Fisher passed mm-hmm. away, we never got to see any actual interactions between Leia and Ben. Yeah. Which I guess from this movie, it was being set up that like she was the one that believed that he could still come back, but again, like wasn't doing anything. And so I just know he'll turn to the light. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's all uh, it's upsetting to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking that that's kind of like the Jedi way, right? You know, Anakin turns into Darth Vader. <laughs> Obi-Wan, instead of trying to get, continually trying to convince him it's just like oh i'm gonna go into exile <laughs> yoda's in exile. yeah they're all like passively waiting yeah for, like, yeah everyone's just like i messed up so i guess i just won't do anything now yep can't do anything it'll only make things worse so you better come find me because uh <laughs> i'm not finding you I don't want to get too much into Ben because we will have a whole episode about this yeah. and probably like more than that. But yeah, I I don't I really should have like watched the clips from The Force Awakens and then watched the ones from Return of the Jedi in like reverse order because it just makes me so sad to think about where Han and Leia are in The Force Awakens. And yes, I do appreciate that. Like I do get to see them together and they do have that moment but then Han dies and you see Leia feel his death through the force really like no one even talks about Han until the rise of Skywalker where he mysteriously appears yeah there's the dice and that's it I guess the dice (laughs) the dice can't forget the dice (laughs) you can't ever forget about the dice let me re <laughs> show this as many times as possible. Han loves these dice. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're ending this on a down note, even though I don't know what, what else to say. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything to say. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, it's it's just very interesting uh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they're they're both gone now and hopefully they're together although apparently Leia is just with Luke all the time so who knows most of the conversation was a beat (laughs) (laughs) through separation the episode with well they're both gone now (laughs) one last thought always remember always remember the good times (laughs) remember the fanning myself gif moments well that is it for today's show Our intro and outro music is by Lobo Loco, and our segment break music is by Poddington Bear. 
You can find us at StarWarsSleepover.com, where we always have lots of links to check out for each episode. We're also on Twitter at SWSleepover and on Instagram at StarWarsSleepover. And you can also find me, Europa, on Twitter at Stelle Lontane, which is S-T-E-L-L-E-L-O-N-T-A-N-E. If you like our podcast, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to podcasts. We also would love feedback from our listeners. We will be back next week to get into the sequel trilogy and talk Rose Tico. Thanks for listening. May the force be with you.